Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast. Trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park. Thrilling, unpredictable, and potentially stomach-churning. What works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind. Our hosts and guests, they're awesome, knowledgeable, full of insights, but we're not financial advisors. So don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter. Always consult with a professional or do your own research. Plus, let's face it, we like to have fun, laugh, enjoy the trading ride together. It's all in the name of good podcasting fun. So remember, take it easy, don't bet the farm, and keep your seatbelts on at all times. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the China Shop, home of the Band of Traders, and sometimes referred to as the I Love Elsa Show. I am your host and aspiring trader, Kyle, and joining me tonight, we've got Baba Yaga and Mr. Banks, founders of Vanta Trading, and our good friend Purdue joining us. On the docket for tonight's discussion, we'll talk about how our panelists react when the markets don't do what we expect, followed by discussion on revenge trading and how to guard against it. After that, we'll look at our past week, the good, bad, and ugly segment for wrapping up with some new bold predictions. First, let's get the show news and promotions out of the way so we can focus on tonight's discussion. So coming out on Thursday, we've got the next installment of our options series with Eric Smolinski. But going forward, those are going to be moved over to Eric's YouTube channel. And we'll be streaming them live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central. And I believe the first one of those starts uh, this coming Tuesday on the 5th. Um, after that, I've got an awesome interview with Tony Saliba coming out, uh, but that's pretty much, uh, what we got going on over here. What about you guys, Baba, Banks, who wants to make that big Vanta announcement? Thanks. <laughs> Banks, you got um, it for him. Yeah, I, you know, I guess th- there's, there's not a lot of new stuff, um, you know, with, with doing this and, you know, kind of running through some new evals and kind of hitting our second round of evals, um, or the baseline evals that we're doing. Um, there's not a lot of things new. I mean, we got, got a lot of stuff hall, that we're man. working on. It's prepping oh, you yeah, for the we town do have hall. A town hall. I forgot about <laughs> Come that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we got the town hall, I guess, uh, next week. Um, you know, but just, just chugging along as normal. What do you got planned for that town hall? So we've been working on some stuff. Um, you know, some of the, the behind the scenes, you know, late night lab sessions that we're going to kind of, uh, unload, I guess, um, on Thursday. Um, nice. and then, and then. You know, the, the goal of that is to kind of give a baseline for that and then to put in a, uh, like a course behind it. So in the sense of, you know, maybe it's, you know, five to 10, you know, different kind of, uh, you know, videos beyond that, that just go into more depth, uh, with what we've been working on. Uh, that's awesome. We got a little taste of it too, after the end period for the few who stuck around for that. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that that was an hour and a half. I know. <laughs> is that why you ignored my calls? I called you like three times. Oh, he said his wife called. <laughs> yeah, I was I was talking. Yeah, I, I, I mean, myself, his wife. <laughs> what about you, Purdue? You got anything going on? 
Oh, nothing special. Just uh, still trying to promote my wife's book on Amazon, Nothing Left But Ashes. Nice. How's that? Uh, how's the feedback going on that? Very good. You know, she's an aspiring author. She's working on her second one right now. Oh, is it a sequel or a different story? Yep. Yep, sequel. Ah, oh, man, you might have started something. <laughs> Encouraging her to do the first one. You may never see her again. <laughs> Turn into Stephen King. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> she's really good at it. Yeah. All right. So, does anybody remember their bold predictions from last time? Because I think we probably need to review those. I think mine was about a bank or bank before the end of the year. So I still got some time. You got time on yours, yeah? Bank I think closing. you wanted. I got time. Did you say one or two bank failures? I said at least one. I don't know. If... At least one. I thought we might have witnessed one right after the close. I was hoping for yelling to drop drop the f bomb. <laughs> I saw her at the In and Out Burger. I swear she probably swore there. <laughs> How are your Gamecocks doing, Baba? Uh, let's see. The prediction was to win the last, was it three or four games? Last I believe. three games, I think you um, said, yeah. And last last three games, um, won two of the last three. So, I mean, you know, I didn't I didn't win the bowl prediction, but could have been worse. Wait, I thought you still had one more week to go. And what were they your, playing what was this? Who are they playing tomorrow? No, we there's no bowl game, and the final game was oh, last week. Okay. All right. Uh, no, mine was uh, I predicted Cisco was going to smash their earnings and then tank. And then uh, if you go to Reddit, you'd find a bunch of people crying about manipulation. And all of that actually happened, except I had to go to Fintwit. And I don't think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> so it was close. Mm. It was close. But I don't know, we'll probably have to uh, try to follow those up with some better ones. So if you stick around to the end, we'll have some uh, some new predictions. But for now, I think it's probably time to set the stage and move into the first uh, roundtable question we got for today. So let me set the stage here. You've done all your prep for the morning. Price comes into your level, the one that you've been stalking, and just completely disrespects it. I know how the tendency of some of us to react to that is to try to force your will upon the market. My question for you guys who are more experienced is what do you do in that situation? How do you react to that? First thing I do is I step back. Yeah. Okay. If something happens and it doesn't react the way I anticipated it to happen, I I have to step back. I have to get onto higher time frames. I have to see is there something that I missed I mean, the market's going to do what the market wants to do, but sometimes if it flies through a level that you thought it was important, I think I missed something. Right. So I think a lot of the times we get to that confirmation confirmation bias where we start looking for anything to say that, okay, maybe I wasn't right here, but maybe it's like five points higher or 10 points higher, or maybe it was the next level. And then we try to force our will on that one, but without taking into context that maybe, hey, this was the important spot. This spot did not do what we thought. Something is wrong. I missed something. Easiest time yeah. that happens is on the algos, on the news algos that happens, which is also something that I always will keep paying attention to that level because sometimes a news algo will fly past it and then we'll come back to that level and then you'll see that resistance or that support coming into play and then you can take your level. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, what about you, Banks? Yeah, I would I would say I fall kind of in the same category. Um, you know, I, I don't typically trade a lot of news events, but, you know, with... There, there's been some stuff that we've been looking at, which it makes a lot of sense um, on why certain areas react the way that they do. And, I, and that's what we were kind of talking about in M period. Um, but, you know, when when those levels don't play, um, you know, it, it's it's typically it's it's not eye opening, but it's it's something to where 
it's 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 definitely a review, you know, like a review type of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know when those areas don't play and you're kind of leaning on that, in my mind, that's more of like a manipulation of the market. You know, in the sense of at least I'm not looking at something or everyone else is not looking at because I would say that the vast majority of us have the same levels in the same areas. Yeah. When that level doesn't play, it's, you know, it's typically on a news event, something along those lines. But but I but I think Purdue is right. I mean, you know, stepping away and kind of taking a look back and just, you know, kind of, you know, saying I was either completely wrong in this or, you know, I, I just think the market is not going to be, you know, I guess very friendly today in the way that it's going to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can have a normal day where the market's going to blast through levels. Uh, but at the same time frame, it should respect something. And, you know, typically on those days where you get, you know, a 300, 400 point move on NQ, mm-hmm. I mean, it's taken out level after level after level. And that's just the day where, you know, I would say the vast majority of traders get blown out um, just because they're relying on level after level to hold. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those where, you know, when those levels don't hold, that's just pure manipulation. And I don't I don't know how else to look at it differently. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of maybe started with a bit of an extreme example, but the other side of that is when you expect a reaction to happen at a spot and it doesn't happen, or it's not the reaction you expect. Like, I want to see a sharp rebit out of there, but when it kind of slowly grinds away, sometimes we could trick ourselves into thinking, okay, that's close enough. Yeah. Um, on that standpoint, I would say I I am a bit more patient than probably most um, in, in the entries and and I, and I would say the vast majority of those moves I'm not chasing and I'm not and I'm not going to um bid higher. It, you know, if it, if it's a low that I'm kind of counting on and I'm looking for 10 15 points lower, the vast majority of the time that I'm looking in that spot, mm-hmm. we tend to hit it. It's just a matter of when. So, you know, it it you know, it's 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 just a matter of being patient for your levels and you know, just because it's 10 15 points higher, it can easily make that 15 point and you know, what's your risk on that? All you're doing is, you know, just accepting more risk for less reward. That's an excellent point. And, uh, something that I have to keep in mind. I've been actually seeing that a lot in the back testing I've been doing. If I got stacked, you know, hourly levels and I try to lean on the first one, I usually get blown out of the water when they go hit the other ones right next to it. What about you, Baba? Well, I mean, I'm not as patient as banks. I know that comes as a surprise to everybody in here. Um, I can tell you this, um, it's, it's like a, a blessing and a curse. Like, so great days are a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning for me, like, um, let's say I have an anticipation of a certain area or zone, um, that should be responsive in a general direction. Right. So on days where you're right, like where, not where you're right. That's not the right way. We're on days where what you would anticipate to unfold unfolds the manner in which you anticipated it, mm-hmm. then um, you f- you can get away with leaning in um, ahead of schedule or um, like without the confirmations maybe that you should have. So those days where you get away with that, um, and I'm not, I mean, there's been days you know, everyone's experienced that where you're like, Oh, I must have figured everything out. And now I'm bulletproof. Right. So those days kind of cloud, uh, the reality of like the mundane day in day out, like, uh, way that the market moves and and it kind of demands a measure of either really, 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 really rightness or patience. Um, and so I say all that to say, 
I can lean towards that. I've kind of got this thing figured out attitude a little quicker than probably most people um, do and probably more so than people should, more so than I should. Um, so that's some of the work that even we've been working on. Um, I can't tell you how close my dog is <laughs> to me right now. <laughs> she, I thought she was going to climb up on the desk. Holy. She changed her mind real quick. But um, So that's part of some of what we've been working on is kind of, um, for me, I know, like, uh, I just noticed some some trends uh, developing in my in my trading and my stats, and I was like, man, mm, I don't really like like I could tell where that would lead in like two three months, um, and it's not that's not the direction I want to go in. So um, I think for me, it's just if you have a level and you have an anticipation, depending on the time frame that it comes from, that kind of defines for you the amount of time it could take for that to come to fruition. So if you have a four hour level. There's four hours for that candle to close, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you mm-hmm. may you may want to be in that trade on the lower end of that action or the upper end of that four hours, depending on what your anticipation is. But you you have four, it's four hours until you know the candle close. Purdue talks about this four-hour candle by 10 a.m., where does it close? Mm-hmm. That's going to give him information he needs, right? And so um, I think the same thing, like for an hourly setup, right? Like if there's an hourly zone uh, that you're leaning on, it's going to be an hour before that candle closes. If that doesn't mean you can't take an entry until a whole hour is over necessarily, but you also, if you notice that what you anticipate to immediately happen isn't happening, there's a, there's a whole hour for that to happen. So if you're not seeing what you want, just like everybody else has said, kind of slow down. But for me, that's not like that's not my strong suit, right? Um, like slowing down and being like, "Oh, let's just be very patient and wait for this to happen." <laughs> like that's that's not me. And, I'm a and on banker. The, yeah, on the yeah, I'm a banker and I'm conservative with my risk, right? Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, I'm I'm working on that though because some that's like your your strength and your um what it's like your strength can be a weakness at times. Um, so your, um, tenacity and, um, self-belief and, um, you know, even the idea of having precedent for this type of behavior being very fruitful, um, until it's, until you run into a day that's, you know, you're like, what the heck is going on? So you just have to be mindful of that. Your strengths are, are there for you, but you can't solely just like fly by that, like the seat of your pants kind of thing, you know? I'm curious, have you guys ever had a situation where you started out with like the wrong idea of what's going to happen and then managed to figure out what was happening in the same session without stepping away from it and resetting? You mean like big picture idea for yeah. the day? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You- How, what is the process that goes through that? Because I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with is... Are you just basically like calling me out for how I traded Wednesday? Is that what's happening? Or no, 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 no. I'm thinking of myself when I'm thinking of myself when a level plays and I have a bullish idea and a bullish thesis, and then it's yeah, yeah. very obvious that I should not have had that opinion. But it's sometimes really hard to shake that that bias. Like, how do you how do you keep yourself from getting locked into an idea and not being able to adapt? I, I on it's go ahead, go ahead, Purdy. I'm going to say it's, it's that if then, then this kind of statement, whatever that is, like if your level 
doesn't hold and it pops up through it and then liquidates back down through it and you're like something's the matter here and then you go when you watch it go back up there and then it hits resistance again well this is not supposed to be the way this is supposed to be happening mm -hmm. and that's like my favorite actually now it used to be one of my tilt mechanisms when i was trying to hit the long and do it again and i'd screw it up and now that i've started to learn where these areas are better that the whole look above and fail mm -hmm. those are some of my best trades because they happen the fastest because so many people are on the wrong side of that trade how are you recognizing that it's just watching the price action i'm not, i'm a horrible order flow trader it's actually just watching speed of tape watching the candlesticks i like it i'm i'm really just a candlestick trader yeah. <laughs> i've actually been leaning more towards that myself it's so much easier i think to see the structure and not get sucked into silly things but I, th I like what Baba you said about the hourly time frames and like if you're on an hourly candle then you've have an hour for that to play out because yeah. a lot of times we look at like a big green candle and think oh shit this thing is going up but go do with, a replay and buy it every yeah, time it looks yeah. like it's gonna go up quote unquote it's not <laughs> it's not gonna work out for you I mean that that that, that that enticement into um, a decision is never that that is. When I say fly by the seat of your pants, that's not exactly what I'm talking about either. But that if you that enticement is it's like an advertisement. It's like what um it's like I'm gonna leave I'm not gonna say that <laughs> analogy. We'll think of a different one. Um uh yeah, it's like it's I'll cut not it. it's advertise okay, well then it's like um it's like walking down a street and someone trying to sell you drugs. Like um that the the implication is if you if you buy that it's going to give you what you want right that's what everyone has thought at a certain point with when dealing with stuff like that right but like at the end of the night or the end of the day or whatever that doesn't actually yield what you thought it would so like that big green candle or that big red candle it's a false advertisement most of the time not all not a hundred percent of the time but most of the time it's just an enticing enticement mechanism and the worst thing is when those things do work in your favor and now suddenly you've been rewarded for That's doing right. something silly. Yeah, we talked about yep. we talk about that sometimes when we're sitting on our hands in the room when when, you know, the market is moving but there's not responsible opportunities to participate that are being presented based on the work that, you know, we've done or that we have. Um you just I mean, so what if you you're sitting there for an hour without a trade on like Better than taking stops or chasing or or fueling a bad behavior that maybe you get away with that day. And I think that's language we've used, right? Like, oh, well, today you might get away with that, but that is not going to lead to long-term sustainability in this game. Well said. That type of activity. Now, if you're if you're sharp enough to differentiate and be like, oh, t today I can do this because of this, um, but maybe tomorrow I can't, then maybe you can roll with it, but... Most of the time, we just choose to just let it be. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with both of them. You know, like uh, kind of like what Purdue was talking about. Like, you know, in, unless something really sets up for a structure-wise, those moves just don't mean anything to me. Um, you know, because if if we're if we're moving, but I don't mm -hmm. have an area to lean on, then you know, for me, I would rather just not be looking at it. Um, you know, in the sense of like areas of interest, it's it's really yeah. it's really like I'll have trading up on one screen and work on the other. And it's, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, um, did Kyle drop off? Kyle, we lost your video. I hope we didn't lose Kyle completely. 
<laughs> it seems like we might have lost Kyle, guys, and we are going to be flying blind until he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not. Can he join? Can he join back? Um, that's an interesting question. We should probably send him. There he is. There he is. There he is. There he's coming All right, back. Hi, Kyle. Back from the dead. Hey. <laughs> that was annoying. Kicked me out for some reason. I have to turn down to your guys' uh, – I have to turn down here. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've noticed your video has gone down a little bit. Yeah. All right. Sorry. What did I miss? <laughs> we just we just solved all world problems in trading. We know all the answers now. So. Ah oh, shit! I missed it. Yeah, actually. So that kind of wraps it up, right, guys? Are we good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so I guess I guess what I was talking about or, or, or going to talk about was just kind of more areas of interest. So, you know, in the sense of, you know, like flipping in and out of trades or whatever like that, like, you know, my and I guess I can I can go into this early, but like my my bad for the week is, I mean, you know how many trades I typically take, yeah. you know, when we had that negative day, I think it was Wednesday, the big red day. I mean, I just kind of like, you know, I looked at the stats kind of like midway through the day and I'm just like, I have traded so many more trades than I normally trade. And it's just a matter of like, I just kept taking a bunch of like break even stops, you know, I didn't get the follow through I wanted, but you know, the bias was never changing. Um, and, and I think that's what you were talking about. Like I, like on that day, I didn't have the ability to change my bias. I didn't have an area to sell from, but I also didn't have an area to, to theoretically buy from until mm-hmm. the lows. In, in reality, I mean, we had a couple spots along the way that I took maybe some break even stops, but, you know, down at the bottom, I mean, you know, that whole 200 point drop, I really didn't have anything there in the sense of being chopped in and out or like, just let's bid here and hope for the best, um, you know, in the sense of that. But, but in the sense of like areas of interest and kind of leaning up in the seat, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I really don't try to be in a trade just because the market's moving. It's more of you're leaning on where your prep is and where your areas of interest are. And if you kind of wait for those areas, it's a lot easier to say, you know, if this area is going to hold and I'm in a long, then this area should be the spot. If this area goes, then what's below us and and can I be in that short to go target that? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit easier, like when you know your areas of interest kind of going into the market. But, you know, on that day, I mean, I probably took probably 20 longs. It's just like, what? You know, it's just a matter of like up, like I'd, I'd go up 15 points, 20 points, whatever, and then break even. Right. Go up 10 points, 15 points, break even. And then, but it's just the mindset of like, like kind of what Baba was talking about. Like that was a huge level. And in, in the matter of when that move actually occurred was probably four to five hours later than where, you know, where that started. So I'm trying to get in on a move that is on a one five minute setup. But that move didn't really take place until we had you know everything primed up, ready to go four hours later. So in the sense of I was never wrong in the bias, but the mentality and my method of trading was completely off that day. You know, you're actually kind of segueing into the next topic. So maybe we just go ahead and move on to that one, uh, which was basically how many tries are you guys willing to give the same trade thesis and what factors into your decisions in that case? To like take well, multiple Wednesday stops. Wednesday was twenty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, talk me through yeah, that process. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say you know on a on a normal day anywhere between 
you know, two to four trades typically. I mean, because in reality, if you're in on the right trade at the beginning of the day, if it's going to be a trend day, that should really only be the, the only trade you take. Mm-hmm. You know, on a balanced day, then you might have a different approach where you're kind of more in and out, um, like on the highs and lows and kind of looking at those areas of interest. But I would say if if I go over that on any sort of day, like on Wednesday, it's just a matter of it's going to be one of those you're up a little bit, you're down a little bit, you're break even, you're up, you know, it's going to be one of those days or it's just an absolute red day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think the number of trades and kind of the mental capacity that it takes to be in those trades, it just wears on you. Yeah. So, and, and, and I think that's, you know, that's something that even happened to me this week. It's just a matter of, you know, being um, in the moment and kind of just knowing where you're at mentally. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Wednesday could have ended up being a lot worse. Basically, it was a break-even day, mm-hmm. but it was a matter of that I just walked away after kind of noticing that. Yeah, I actually felt like I was kind of experiencing something similar Friday morning or today. Uh, I came in with, uh, I just, I don't know, it just didn't quite feel right. Something felt off, and I, I tried executing a couple of trades, and when they went in my face, I said, you know what, I don't think I got a good read on what's going on today. I'm just going to go channel that effort into something else. and. Sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Like, I still wanted a trade, so I just pulled up the charts and did some replay instead. It's like, you know what, I'll get my fix this way. At least do something productive with it, not put risk on the table. Yep, absolutely. And that's a great thing to start noticing, really. I mean, start putting that down in your journal. Mm-hmm. This day, pre-market, I saw the market clear. Today, fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have to sit here and wait for some market generated information to happen. That's been a big key to me that I've noticed the days that I feel like I have a pulse to what's going to happen and to compare the days where I need to sit there and watch. What about the to the, the question uh, or the topic uh, at hand here? Like how, off, how many tries are you willing to give a certain idea before you'll say, you know what, I, I'm done. I'm going to wait for the next opportunity. It's normally two to three. It, everything just like banks say it, it's your emotions i have a fixed r that i will lose within one day and i'll stop mm-hmm. um for the most part though yeah it is probably the two to three times i'll give something a try you know especially if it's you had the right shot and you get bottom ticked and you break even or something like that and you get another you see another shot you'll give it a, i'll give it another go um but anything more than that i'll step away so yeah you're not not talking about getting run over but when you when you can see that you had the right the right idea, but just maybe not quite the right entry. Those might be the times, yeah, the times that actually I had the right entry and just got bottom ticked or just was just unlucky. Mm-hmm. And then you see it rip right to where you wanted to go. Actually, today was a great example of that. <laughs> um, on Friday, yeah. I was long YM from very, very, very short in the open at uh, 36,004. And took all my profits, left one runner on for Powell, and Powell's coming on at 11 o'clock, bomb ticked me, and then we ran off to the races, 300 more points on YM. Mm, ouch. Yeah. It's another I hard one closed, sometimes to recover from. Yeah, I closed that screen, just didn't touch it. Yeah, probably a smart move. What about you, Baba? You got anything to, to contribute? We got a whole video you put out uh, recently that I think kind of yeah. showcases your analysis of this type of scenario. Yeah, I mean, I am fine to, to take a a handful of of stabs at an idea as long as the thing that it, so so you have like for me there's 
there's like the structure of what's what's there, right? Like the structure of the market, the structure of the day, the anticipation, the potential. I, I think we have these couple, you know, couple of key spots. I'd like to see us interact with. Generally, I'm not, I'm not sitting on my hands. And Purdue and I are a little bit different here. I'm not, I'm not sitting on my hands waiting till we get to something far away to do something. If I think that place out there is where the business is, um, and I can justify participating till we get there, like up to that level or down to that level. I, 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 a lot of times will, but not just like randomly click the button. Like if I get a setup in a good way. Um, so for instance, for that, that YouTube video, there was a, there was an idea of where I thought we could trade to that seemed reasonable. The, and then there was this, the way the market unfolded, you know, it, 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 Tick, it checked a few boxes that I'm always looking for. Um, so once we, we checked all those boxes and then we were positioned kind of like what I thought we would position like. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was pile. I mean, I was piling into that trade. I was minding my risk. I wasn't being reckless. I wasn't getting tilted out. Um, I mean, I was on live stream. So you guys, I guess if you were there, I, I assume you were, you were watching it unfold live. So no, you, you were a little quieter yeah. than usual, but you weren't. You didn't yeah, look that distressed was, at all. I mean. Yeah, that that was more focus. I was trying mm-hmm. to really um, be surgical with that that unfolding because that had uh, the potential that I felt like was there was was going to be um, pretty stellar. So I really wanted to be positioned for it in such a way that was um, uh, leaning in when you have a potential. But I knew that there was a measure of vulnerability as well. So that's why there was uh, a little more focus. And then I was trading a little bit more size. So I was, you know, I mean, not like anything huge, but just, you know, so I would say that the bigger, there's an amount of money for me that if I get, if I lose a certain amount, statistically, I just don't have any precedence for being able to recover that much in a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and it's not a massive amount of money. It's just, that's, that's the point where I'm like, um, my faculties aren't going to be there for me and I'm not going to be able to lean on them. Right. It's where you're thinking too much about the hole that you've dug and less about what's in front of you. Yeah. And just, yeah. Looking at years of data, like there's maybe two days that I have been down that amount and then close the day green or positive it you know it's like you you if your mind and your capacity to take in data isn't telling you hey you're off today this is not your day then your p l um, can sometimes do that for you as like a objective number like okay we've crested this line i need to stop because mm-hmm. whether i'm willing to whether cognitively i can accept or admit that like i'm off the numbers tell me that i'm off so um, it's not a trade. It's not a number of stops because those are somewhat dynamic. Uh, it's not. It used to be a certain number of trades, um, but now it's more either that number or it's um, the emotional uh, like checklist, right? Like what? It, how am I sitting? And what are my eyes doing? And um, and I can see all that when I look at the screen, so that's helpful. And then, um, like, what are the thoughts that I'm having? So if I have some of those thoughts, like we've talked about, like, who are these idiots buying up here? Or why in the world would they sell that here? Like, those are thoughts that are, like, you know, it. I'm, I know that I'm starting to come uh, a little bit undone. 
Well, just so. the, look at the they're question coming. you're asking. There's obviously, if you're asking that question, you have no idea of what's actually going on, or at least I wouldn't. When I ask that question, I'm. Well, yeah. they're also. Go ahead. They're also emotional questions. Yes. He's not asking the questions. Yeah. What? Why are they doing this here? Or, you know, what's or going what on here? It's a more of a. Yeah. 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 It's more of a emotional yep. question, like these idiots. Yeah. Like as soon as you put that word idiots in there. Yeah. So if I ever, if like the, the kind of the rule of thumb is like, if I think, if I'm thinking that or whatever, then it's just time to be done almost regardless, like regardless of what, if I've taken one trade and I'm, and I'm that frustrated, which is rare. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I get that jacked very often, but in theory, that's those are the lines in the sand for me. So it's not a number of trades; it's the mental side. If I'm staying sharp and engaged, and and or have I, you know, maybe I blew that whole R unit for the day on one massive trade size. Well, then I'm just done for that day. Yeah, and that's something I try to guard against because one thing I've found in the past is that if I tried an idea too many times, then I'm out of capital by the time it comes to another spot where. I probably had a better opportunity when where if I just would have said, you know what? Okay. I gave this two tries. That's it. Let's wait for something else to happen. I'd still be in the game. And I think that's a lot of what, so, a lot of what trading is, I, is. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to ask a clarifying question, actually, if that's okay. Yep. When you say trading an idea, you're referencing the concept that, Hey, we're above this level. We're at a certain key spot in time. The anticipation is a higher move. When you say like try it over and over, you're just meaning like we try to get that trade, take a stop. We get right back there. We try it again, take a stop, get right back. That kind of like repetitive in like a certain sequence under one idea. For me, like it's it's like you just described, like it's a spot or something happens where like this is a, a swing a high gets broached in a way that looks like a bullish continuation should happen. Then I'll try the long on that and maybe I'll give it two attempts to like try to get in and catch a piece of that move. And if I can't get it by then, then I'm just done and I'm going to wait for the next spot to look for another opportunity or another type of setup. Because I found that if I try it too many times and I end up just blowing everything or blowing my day's capital and then I've got no other, I've got no more chips to put in the pile, uh, you know, later on in the session where there's another, maybe a better opportunity or a cleaner setup. So I'm always trying to make sure that I at least have another trade available to take, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to handcuff myself to the point where this is it. It's all okay, I got to yeah. on this one spot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's. The, I was just getting at, like, um, are we talking in a meta sense or in, like, a, in a setup micro kind of sense? So that's helpful. For me, it's more of a setup micro kind of sense. But if I'm also not really having a good feel for a read of what's happening, then I'm also pretty quick to walk away. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, have you ever tried just flipping the sim? Forcing yourself to work through that situation and flipping it to sim rather than walking away from it? Um, I have. Or I'll go replay the day, but uh, it's usually um, usually I try to go back in time and, and just try a different day and then come back to it after I don't know exactly what already happened again. As obviously, it's easy to trade the move when you know exactly what it's going to do. I like to try to make sure there's some time that passes before I revisit it so it's not so fresh in my head. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. 
Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackie it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. All right, anything else on this topic, or should we move on and do some uh, some good, bad, and ugly? Yeah, I'm down for some good, bad, and ugly. Did you guys, did you guys hear no, that? No, no sound effects. Did it work? Nope. Did it work? No, oh, I heard it. <laughs> That's all that really matters, Kyle. <laughs> oh, Riverside, you kind of suck. <laughs> all right, well, y'all know what my bad is. <laughs> this recording. <laughs> Who's got one they want to start off with? I'll start off with my uh, my dummy bad. Uh, I passed uh, an eval, and uh, I had a few more trading days left to get to the funded part. And I thought I closed my position before I left to work, and apparently I didn't. And came mm. back with about half of it gone. Oh, dude. So that's, that's my uh, – oh. that was my gym account. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love that gym account idea too. <laughs> I'll get it back next week. Oh. Yeah, that was that Who was, was it a, through. It was through Apex. Hit the hit the eval in three days and had to wait to get the rest of them. And I have one more day left. Are you sure you didn't actually close it all out and they didn't leave a little phantom position on there like a phantom stop? Nope, because I actually Sometimes noticed it at work. No, I noticed yeah. it at work. I was like, why is that one still got? It still shows negative. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't fun. It's like when you're done for the uh, day and you're going to do your your uh, journaling and you look at all your accounts. You're like, why is that thing? moving <laughs> oh man <laughs> so oh god cp says he left one on apex overnight once and they took it off and said don't let it happen again i'm surprised they did that, that was nice of them. yeah i'm surprised that too no kidding man. um all right do you have a good at least i hope no i really didn't have i mean my trading was actually kind of uh low volume just work taking over um didn't force yep. me too much that's actually why i started the gym account because I was working out in the morning. I could actually watch the charts more. That's funny. I think that's the time Baba and Banks have been debating over whether they should get up early enough to trade. Because yeah. haven't you guys been seeing a bunch of opportunities at like five in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great opportunities at the Euro during the Euro session, dude. Honestly, it's kind of clockwork esque. That and then even like um even like early U.S. like six a.m. In that like time frame, a few hours mm-hmm. before the RTH open, um, there's there's been some really good opportunities. So, well, how's your week then? My week? Do you have a good or bad you want to talk about? Oh well, I do have some uh, good and some bad. Let's see, what is the the bad? Let's talk about the well. The bad I made a video about. I mean, that was kind of the bad. Um, that wasn't even that bad either, really. Yeah, but it. So yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a financial ban on that. I think mm-hmm. the thing that frustrated me in post as I like zoomed the lens out to think about it 
like that day wasn't great anyways. It could have been much, much better, obviously, um, with that kind of movement. And um, so I think the thing that I lamented there and why it was bad was um, not being uh, dynamic enough. And actually, it was a it was a prep. I think it was a prep work oversight, um, and not in the sense of like that we didn't notice it. It was that I didn't. Um, I just like didn't keep that at the forefront. I didn't actually write write that down on this notepad that sits right here that I look at like you know throughout the day. This guy, um, mm-hmm. and so I didn't write that last little phrase that 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 part out. And then also just kind of getting tunnel visioned to the to the setup that was really really clear, which was like the whole no tick or da 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 da, and that and like I just I don't like that. Like I don't like missing something like that, and not 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 as much for me as for everybody else in the room. But it just like I don't like missing that kind of thing when we had it kind of cornered because we cautioned everyone against falling in love with that idea. And then I married it for like <laughs> for, for like twenty for for like twenty minutes. I love the video you did because you put the the recording from the live prep right at the very end where you said you should be mindful if we get above this thing, then uh, this is a spot where they're gonna want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly what you said. So when you have like, I'll make. Sh- Go ahead. I was just say I'll make sure I link that video in the episode description. If people haven't Feel seen free. it yet, and and it's like um. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's in a therapy session for me, but that was the bad. It's just that that's a thing that probably happens like twice, three times a month and not just like a mm-hmm. long trade that flips short or but just like that type of inefficiency in translating what you have prepared to what unfolds um, in it's a dramatic, like it's, it has a dramatic, not necessarily that you lose a lot of money, but there's a missed opportunity that's pretty big. That probably happens like three times a month and it's annoying and I don't like it. And I'm working on some things to, to, uh, direct, uh, address that. So only three times a month. Isn't that bad? You said you had a good too, though. Oh, uh, good was that, um, I was those a, damn hats is what, is Oh good. yeah, that's true. This <laughs> that guy. hat looks sick, dude. Oh, yeah. I don't have the other two with me, but there's a camo for those of you that aren't aware, there's a camo version and a straight blacked out version. And, um, I just I have a friend that murdered out. I have a friend that makes hats, and so he uh, went over there and we kind of pulled it together. So I don't know that we have really any plans of like rolling these out. I might send you guys one or something, but um, they're cool. Um, the good the good was the awareness of um, the awareness of the shenanigans that could unfold in um, uh, what was it was it what day was it uh, Wednesday's trading Thursday's trading is it Thursday when we went up and basically yeah we double tapped sixteen one hundred so um, I was long from um, much lower than that <laughs> from overnight um, uh, late at night sometime around I don't know if I got long at like five or six a.m. Um, somewhere in there. Banks probably remembers the number, and then I was long scaled, uh, scaled off, and had one going into news, which was kind of cool. Mm. And then the news went up to sixteen one, which is what I thought. And then, um, so that was cool. That was my good. I feel like uh, thinking ahead of that, 
thinking ahead about that idea, watching the Euro session provide that opportunity, taking advantage of it, and then writing a, a, a nice size trade up through all that scaling, and then taking that last one off, and Kyle's gone again. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the good. And the other good, while we're all hanging out until he gets back, the other good was uh, shorting um, 16-1 late in the day on Wednesday, um, like at 1 in the afternoon or something like that. I thought that was pretty good. Um, like just dynamic. It was kind of a inflow idea that was obviously worked out pretty well. So that was cool. Nice. about you, Mr. Banks? Yeah, I would say uh, my, my bad was probably – Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, <laughs> I had. Uh, <laughs> well, let me explain it. I had a, I had a, I had a sick wife, sick kids on Monday, Tuesday, and then, uh, and then proceeded to uh, kind of go just you know slow into the week on Monday, Tuesday with that going on, and Wednesday being like the first real trading day, and all of a sudden I just took all my trades from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday all on one day, so. Um, it, it wasn't financially bad, but it was just mentally draining. Um, but you know, I, I would say the good was wrapping up the week, you know, today just being really patient, kind of waiting for a trade, got one set up on, you know, on crude oil and hit it for 40, 50 points and called it a day. So. Have you been nailing crude lately? It's so clean. Probably going to get me to build one of those charts here before too long. For like the last seven years or so, I think it's been nailing crude. My favorite is when um, there's an oil tanker or something and you're long. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard that story, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's just been moving so cleanly. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. That and UB, actually. I haven't taken a lot of trades on UB, but it's been moving... Um, cleanly and 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 very structural. Uh, UB is a beast. I have not even touched that one. I don't know. You guys ever trade that Purdue Baba? Nope. I used to trade it a little bit more, but not lately. How about you, Kyle? All right. Not here. Many uglies. Uh, I can fill that in for that. Yeah, I had a I had a really good week actually. I think the week as a whole was actually really good. I think I sent you guys my stats. Friday wasn't great, but I mean, I, I stopped it before it gave back, you know, more than I made on Thursday. So I was really happy with that. Uh, I just been spending a lot of time backtesting and building confidence in the ideas I've been working on. And that work, I think, is really starting to pay off. Um, the bad, <laughs> I let, besides this recording and my shitty internet connection tonight, uh, I let an untested idea sneak into my trading. And this was even after Banks told me and Joel to be aware of that and don't let don't let ourselves trade off of it until we've tested it and somehow going back through my logs i didn't even realize it in the moment i went back through when i was journaling i was like no this is an idea banks was telling us about on that monday call what the hell was i thinking (laughs) well you had to not do it right then right yeah of course that was the time it didn't work (laughs) Uh, as far as the ugly goes uh, and this isn't trading related but um, i think i was telling you guys i been trying to repair a dryer uh yeah that did not work um the new one's getting delivered tomorrow the nemesis dryer <laughs> finally, gave, finally gave up on it swear to god that day i the thing was working great runs great for like 10 minutes and it gets hot and the bearing seizes up <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, whatever i made this week is going straight into a new dryer i have an off-topic thing that i can tell you that i destroyed one of my snowplows oh uh, yep. purposefully or 
Did you catch something or caught a manhole that I've driven over probably a million times and God. even driven drove over it that day and then somehow some way just picked up one of my employees to teach him how to drive a snowplow and within the first 50 feet caught the oh, manplow no. and destroyed one of my wings on my plow. I'm sorry, that uh, sucks. Yeah, that wasn't you weren't in Vegas, right? <laughs> Not where the Formula 1 races were. No. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> All right, should we move on and do some bold predictions and wrap this thing up? Sure. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, let's see. Who does want to go first? <clears throat> Mine's pretty quick. Um, so it'll be a mir- it'll be a quick one, and that's like a little miracle in and of itself for me to be quick. So uh, for <laughs> I can't remember how many years. <laughs> My wife and I take a trip every December with no kids, and we go to Tennessee, and it's just like, not because Tennessee's great. No, I don't have anything against Tennessee, but it's just close enough that if something happened, we could get home. We don't have to fly, blah, 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 blah. Um, So um, we go there and hang out for like a week and just go eat food and like be like irresponsible because we don't have kids so we can do whatever sleep in wake up early stay up late whatever we have my wife loves black beers um not like it's not like our home is decorated with black beers but the joke is like bears just want to cuddle that's like what she says oh they just want to cuddle they're not going to do anything (laughs) um so we have been to tennessee so many times we've never seen a bear so my bold prediction is this week the next this next week is when we go um, we are going to see a bear. Are you staying in a cave? <laughs> nope. Okay. Right. Don't they hibernate? Uh, yeah, that's the problem. We go in December every year and we don't see them. But this year, bold prediction, we're going to see one. I guess that is pretty fucking bold. <laughs> <laughs> Fortune favors the bold. You know what I'm saying? I love it. All right. All right. I'll give you that one. All right. Who's got another one? I'll take the easiest one. I think the Santa Claus rally already started. Baba sees a bear. <laughs> got you got banks all tickled over there. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. Uh, so what do you mean by the Santa Claus rally? Uh, 4,700 before Christmas. God damn it. Was so that yours? I, maybe. <laughs> Not 4,700, but... 4700 spy or S, uh, ES? Yes. ES by Christmas. I like that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to go with new all time highs for the Qs this year. So I guess we kind of have the same one. That's in the same realm. Yeah. What about you, Banks? You want to make it a three peat? So mine is, uh, yeah, mine is not, well. Dow? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess the easy one would be to do that, but, um, I'll I'll say I'll I'll kind of go cause, just because it's a hot topic in college football. Um, I think and this is this is going to be very bold, but I think it's the first college playoffs that we don't have an SEC team in. In the playoffs at all? If Alabama beats Georgia, you see, I don't Baba's think you can face. That's the face I'm making. <laughs> Alabama <laughs> will they'll put Alabama in if they lose to Georgia. They'll put both of them in. Just how many spots are there this year? They can't. There, there's only four. Oh, I thought they increased. There's always only four. No, it's only four this year. Weren't they it's, supposed to be bumping it up to eight? 
That's next year, I it's think. next year. Next year, okay. But if Alabama beats Georgia, Texas currently is ranked higher than Alabama. Isn't Texas <laughs> SEC now? Face? Bro, I mean, I, let's let's put a little – we need to talk about this off camera. We'll put a little we'll put bit a little on, money this. on the line. You want a wager <laughs> on this? You're saying you're saying that Alabama you're saying that Alabama beats Georgia and Alabama still doesn't you're saying Alabama's not one of the four. Yeah. Not not a chance, dude. How not? There's the, it's a bold prediction, will, Baba. It's a that's bold, a bold prediction. prediction. That's right. It is bold. I I mean you're not trying to push an agenda. It's meant to be wrong, correct? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's I meant mean, to if you get it right, you get to tell everybody, look at the look how smart you are. I'm just surprised that you'd say yeah, I'm gonna, that. I'm going to look like a jackass next week. So. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm pulling for you. I don't really care about Alabama. I just think that's highly unlikely. I just don't – well, with that, I'll, I'll reason it with you. So, Texas beat Alabama. Alabama mm-hmm. beats Georgia. How are you going to put Alabama ahead of Texas? Because that's what they do. Because It's Nick money. Saban, dude. He's got those people in yeah. his pocket, bro. maybe maybe but that's my that's my bold prediction that's probably not gonna happen we'll see i mean it'd be crazy if not right i i still like it though you stirred some very strong emotions out of the group here (laughs) all right uh anybody else have anything here before we wrap this thing up nope all right folks that's gonna do it for today's episode I'd like to thank Baba Yaga, Mr. Banks, and Purdue for joining me on this chilly Friday evening, and everybody listening who stuck around to the end. Sure, you remember to check out that new combined Discord server where you can trade with us during Friday M period challenges. Or you can tune in live to these recordings, and please show our panelists some love by checking out their links in the show notes. We will be back soon with another exciting episode full of bold calls. But until then, share this episode with your friends like an ugly Christmas sweater picture, and take care. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute financial or investment advice and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations. Produced by China Shop Productions.